that because at one point I thought he was gunning to take over. Talk about blonde ambition, ladies and gentlemen. Stroke, slightly ginger ambition. Blonde ambition, Mr. Boris. No, it's Jackson If Nicola Sturgeon thought she could take it easy while I was away, she knows better now. Thank you, Jackson. Ha 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 ha. I have to say, it's been an odd experience these last few months. I've tried keeping up with current affairs, of course, like a lot of you. I was amazed by the photo of the black hole that was published recently. Apparently, its diameter stretches for 40 billion kilometres, which makes it the second largest object from space after Ian Blackford's simple croft. Um, yay, thank you. But I have managed to keep up with everything, uh, and taking a step back and not following the news does give you a sense of perspective. You can get so locked into the daily battles and the trench warfare from one general election to another referendum. Trading acts and amendments for nappies and light feeds to these... Uh, right, okay. We'll fix that. Um, one of the things that hits you most when you ducked out of the political bubble for a time and got back into the real world is just how disconnected politicians can seem from the folk out there. They're not obsessed with the latest twists and turns of the political game, who's up and who's down, who has what job or what they're going to do next. I heard rumours this week that Nicola Sturgeon is lining up a job with the UN. Fun fact, if you got it, that would mean Russia holds a veto over both of the last two SNP leaders. Um, what's that? That is a good line. Yeah. I might write a different intro for that. Yeah. People just don't have time for all of that. They've got lives to live, they've got mortgages to pay, and they've got families to take care of. But they do want promises to be made and to be kept. I took that line out. Did you put it back in? No more so. Because I don't think that that is the most important promise. Um, no, no, it's a new version because it's got the jokes in it. Um, right. Like some in this room, I was on the other side of that debate, but the view taken by the majority of voters across the UK, fully a million of them, more than a million of them here in Scotland, was that we should leave the EU. If we live in a democracy, we don't get to stand by some results, but to throw out others. There will need to be negotiation, there will need to be compromise, and we should be honest enough to accept that reality. But the result of the EU referendum has to be respected and delivered on. Which brings me to the elections to be held on the 23rd of May. Do we need to talk about the European elections if we're talking about Brexit, Eddie? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I guess. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, these are elections that, frankly, nobody wants, and they're elections that we should not be having to take part in. We should have left the EU by now, but we haven't. So the elections will have to go ahead. Now, I know that some people who voted Conservative in the past are thinking about voting for a Brexit party this time around. And I'd ask them not to do it. The best way to get Brexit delivered is by voting Conservative. Right. Um, can we skip forward a couple of pages onto a bit that we might keep in? Um, sure.
can we start with when I left journalism over a decade ago? Thanks. When I left journalism over a decade ago to try and get elected and play my part, it wasn't because I thought the Conservative Party in Scotland was going to write to victory overnight. It was because I was so frustrated with the soggy left consensus that I believed, and still believe, that even if you aren't a Conservative, picking the Scottish Party up off the canvas and making the arguments, challenging that consensus, reversing the alienation and the othering that we'd been subject to by opponents, showing that there was more to life than orthodoxy, that was worthwhile. And you might not convince everyone of your arguments, but simply by making them in an orderly and organised fashion, you were improving the health of the national debate. So as much as our recent successes at Council and at Holyrood and at Westminster elections are pleasing, I've still not completed the task that I set myself where I took on the leadership all those years ago. The task was never about just winning a referendum in 2014. It was never about just getting the Tories in Scotland back in the game. And the task now isn't about stopping a second referendum either. It has always been about wanting to get Scotland back on track, back focused on what matters. So my response to Nicola Sturgeon this week, saying no to another referendum, is not just because I'm a unionist, but it's because I want to see us all as a country, for once, dealing first and foremost with the real problems and the challenges that we face. Having those national debates. For most of my time leading this party, I felt that job could be carried out in opposition, shaping the debate, holding the government to account, putting forward alternatives. But now, coming back, I see that's not enough. We have come so far as a party, and we've done it in such a short time. But I'm here today to tell you that if we're going to complete this task, if we're going to get Scotland back on track, it's not enough to try from the opposition benches. We need to be in government. So I'm back because I want to put Scotland's constitutional division aside to allow the country to come back together again. I want us to become the largest party in 2021 so we can see all of the effort and hours and manpower that the current Nationalist Administration puts into NDREF2 being put into improving our schools, to growing our economy and to supporting our services. I'm back because I want us to build a better Scotland. We can cut that down. That is flabby. I was, I was quite old when I was tired and all that. Right, um, that election is still two years away, but it's time that we fire the starting gun on that campaign to ready ourselves for the challenge. And here's the choice that people will face. The SNP saying, we know we've had 14 years, but give us another five. Arguing that they can't make things better without putting us all through another referendum first. So it's always going to be the case that their focus is on delivering that and not on delivering people's priorities. But I have a more positive view of Scotland's future. I reject their mantra that says that we have to break up before we can possibly hope to prosper. I don't see Scotland as subjugated or put upon or held back. Our message our message is that we can prosper now, that we can back our businesses, we can build up our institutions and give future generations the skills to take on all comers. That right here, right now, 
Scotland can take on the world. There is nothing stopping us. So that's the choice between an SNP that doesn't believe that we can thrive for years into the future and my team, which wants to get on with building a better Scotland now. And behind that, there is a more fundamental... Right, I think we're done. Are we OK? Um, looking from screen to screen? Are we all right? OK. Yeah, I think I, was, I think I was kind of overcorrected, yeah. Thank you.